I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello, welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham and I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. And we're here today to discuss Extreme Sisters, sisters. which is extremely annoying. I'm finding it really annoying. (laughs) For a show that I had such high hopes for, I've just been really, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're here to power through episodes six and seven. That wasn't a really good sell. No. (laughs) I think we want people to continue listening, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. FYI. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. (laughs) You're right. Okay, if you're still here... If you're still here, we are going to go through uh, episodes six and seven of Extreme Sisters. You know, it's look, it's not these women's faults. You know, I don't know if it's the editing, if it's um, I don't know what it is. But I think the reality is this, is that I think that them as like these women as sisters and their stories are interesting. The problem being that their day-to-day lives aren't as interesting. I think that some of their day-to-day lives are interesting and they've got stuff going on. I think it's like anything else. It's like housewives, right? The original story of someone and getting to know them is is always, you know, if you're interested in people, fascinating. But once they're there and you're like, ugh, they've got nothing to contribute or talk about or they don't have a very interesting life, then it's like, well... Well, yeah, a lot of these stories, I feel like they're trying, they're really trying. Some of these, though, I mean, like, for instance, Jessica and Christina, I think they have plenty of drama on their own. Yes. I don't think you really have to stage much for them. Yes. No, you know? I agree. Um, and I think Anna and Lucy are just fascinating. Yeah, period. They're, they're period. But, you know, this, we were just talking about. Uh, before we started about the triplets so let's start with them because okay. this show is trying really hard to push these capasso triplets on us and there is just no there there you yeah. know they've barely been on screen for this whole season and they're barely on screen and and they're only in one of these episodes and they are barely 
Yeah. Barely on screen. So anyway, in the last... Here's my question real quick with them. What I find sort of interesting is, is that the family disapproves of the gaming of all of this. But we... Is there some sort of unwritten rule or deal that they can never comment on the triplets appearance i kind of feel like we've really ignored that because when i was looking at these young girls i was like wow it's it's extreme Mm -hmm. i mean the boob jobs are extreme the lips are extreme i i I just feel like okay okay and so we're just not talking about this okay that's fine if they maybe they just said we don't want to talk about it but I don't know. I just feel like it's this thing that's right in our face, mm-hmm. literally, figuratively, and and no one talks about it. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, all right. Well, that's I just don't know my... what to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the family just decided, you know, and I understand why they don't want to comment on it. But it's not. Yeah, it, you know what? It's not nice to comment on women's appearances or anyone's appearances. But but for the but it's like when. When young women, they're so young Mm -hmm. and they just don't need all. I mean, nobody really needs lips that big and nobody needs that kind of dramatic plastic surgery. These women are beautiful as they are. And I don't know what to say about it. And yeah, like I was looking at their hair. I was like, are are those wigs? mm. I can't tell because they look the texture looks very odd. And also they're I think they're biracial. You know, and and mm. and I, but I think you can't tell with a lot of their, um, you know, they've done so much to their mm-hmm. faces. I mean, I but look at their sister. Look yeah. at Regina. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing that I think is just surprising and and isn't really talked about. And I understand why it's not talked about, but it does feel very jarring. They are very young women mm-hmm. that have had very extreme plastic surgery yeah and you look at regina and you're like regina's beautiful that's like, what they why? should that's what yeah, they should look why, like yeah uh, you know she doesn't look anywho. like she's had anything but done listen you're great we shouldn't be commenting i wouldn't want anyone to comment on my body so i don't want anyone commenting on these women's i just just i just i think it's just more of why did you feel like you needed to do that? Like, well, well, that's the, that's the culture these days. Yeah. You know, that's the Kardashian culture that a lot of these young women and even middle-aged and all, you know, a lot of women, they look at that and they think, well, that's what I'm supposed to look like. And, and now, you know, plastic surgery and all these kind of procedures, they're not taboo like they used to be, you know, it's, it's very common. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, that's just, I mean, that's just part of the culture. But anyway, um, so in the last episode, you know, mom was mad because she came over to have a meeting about the vegan Italian restaurant. And, you know, two of the three of the triplets were not awake and she got pissed off. So they meet their mom and their brother and sister at a restaurant. And it's just so I don't even know what to say about this. It's so fake and set up. Regina is all pissed off about Mm -hmm. What I don't know, their brother Aiden is so rude. It, you know, he's just talking so rudely to them about them, saying how annoying they are. It's just like they're all in the mom, too. They're all just bashing. Well, That's, they were bashing on them before they even showed up to the restaurant. They yeah. were already piling on, being like, where are the triplets? They're always they're late. late blah, 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 then blah, that, blah. That, that is the extent of their storyline at this point, is their family just bashing them and ragging on them. Yeah, mom... 
I wrote down like mom is still mad at the girls. Like this is, I can't remember what the, the time was from the point at which she showed up at 9am to the time in which they're eating. But the mom is still angry about it. And, and the way she was where she was just like, the mom was like, we made a meeting at 9am and, um, and you weren't there. And, I have the right, I'm the mom, like I have the right to kind of just barged in and make comments because I'm the mother. And again, I think, is it Catherine that was the one is the most responsible that was awake at the time? You know, I really feel for her because I also think that when you have three people. Oh, no, it's Hannah. Hannah's the responsible one. Okay. So when you have three people in a dynamic, it's hard to get out the door at the same time, right? When you're one person, it's pretty easy to get out the door. But, and I think this is a bit of what's going on with the triplets is it's not necessarily that they're lazy or don't care. It's just that they're the three of them have just been the three of them for so long. And they're so used to kind of waiting on each other that it doesn't take much to well, maybe they, maybe they aren't excited about getting up to be yelled at by their family. Well, yes, that too. Well, just I was just thinking about it in terms of going to this dinner. Do you know what I mean? Like th- they were complaining that they're late already. Yeah, they're late, and na, 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 na. and then they go back to the job issue about and just like okay, we and got they, it. They you keep, don't understand the job. They keep talking about how the family does everything for them and they do nothing for the family, and it's like okay, well, give me a couple of concrete examples of that. Like, what are you talking about? These these people just brag and to say all this stuff. It's like, what, okay, what is the family doing for them? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen you do shit. Well, we saw in the first episode where the girls went over to Regina's, which felt very set up. It was totally set up. And, and asked her to do laundry. But again, if it wasn't set up, Regina, you can say no. You know, they're acting like these girls just siphon everything from them, finances, money, time, energy, and they, and they do nothing in return. It's like, Last time I looked, I haven't heard, trust me, if you were paying their bills, we would hear about it. Like, I've yet to hear about you paying their bills. I've yet to hear about any of this stuff. If you don't think your children are responsible enough, that's fine. Find someone else to do your restaurant with. This is a fake story. It is fake. It's totally fake. And and I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Well, and then it turned into this whole thing of like, the girls now need to prove that they're responsible. Oh, yeah. They have to put on a fundraiser for 100. They have to cook for 100 people like in two days yes. or something. And they're saying, if you can't pull off this fundraiser, then you <laughs> you you will prove that you can't do anything and you're just a loser. I mean, yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so over this. I, I don't want to watch this fakery anymore. Yeah. I'm done. Are you about to say, what is Matt? Oh, he's Matt Marr. Fraudacity. Fraudacity. Yes. To the to the nth degree. Um, I'm over it. Anyway, sick of you triplets. Yeah, you seem like nice girls. I like you, but I just don't like your story. It's not their fault. Uh, Yes, they came on the show trying to do something. Mm -hmm. There's and they brought their stupid family along with them, and the family sucks. And the the whoever came up, the producers, the storyline, it sucks. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I think what would be a really interesting storyline is, and maybe it's just me, I would be interested to hear like how did. We heard how they got into gaming, but how did you build this popularity? What do you do? Right. What, what does that look what like? What do you do? How does it work? Do each of you play your own games? Do you each have your own fans? What happens here? Like, there's lots of really 
interesting thing. And they also mentioned something about the dynamics. Let's see some dynamics between the three of you. But every scene, we have to yeah. see the stupid family. Get rid of the family. Yeah. And just just focus on the triplets. All right. Let's move on to Randy <laughs> and Jordan. Because, boy, this Jordan she's, is a She's lot. a nightmare. She is so... Like, bossy is just not even the word. I mean, no. she's so controlling. Yeah. Uh, and poor Randy is, you know, she's scared to speak up for herself, scared to advocate. You know, Jordan's telling her what kind of wedding to have, mm-hmm. where to have it. You know, um, I, she's saying, she bullied. Is it Derek or Daniel? Derek. Derek she is bullied, Randy's. Yeah. So she bullied Derek into proposing. Right. And now she's bullying Randy into doing the exact wedding that she wants. And we see from next week, she's bullying Randy to go on that damn honeymoon. Oh, yeah. She wants to go on a honeymoon Ugh. with her. You know, yeah. And Randy wants to have the um, wedding at her house, at their house where they're living. Mm-hmm. And, and Jordan's like, oh, no, my boss said we could use her house and we're going to have it there. And Randy's like, well, I need to talk to Derek about this. And and Jordan's just kind of like, well, why? <laughs> she said, well, because, you know, he's my fiance and this is his wedding, too. And Jordan is just getting upset with this. And well, like, the other thing is Randy said, well, so maybe Derek and I should go look at the venue. And Jordan's like, why? Why do you yeah, need to look at the venue? I'll I mean, send you a picture. Yeah. I, if I say the venue is OK, then that's enough. That's enough for Now, for do you us. think this is real or do you think uh, that they're playing it up? Because I kind of look when you look at Randy's face, you think it's real because she looks yeah, really devastated by some of these things that Jordan is saying. But I have a hard time believing that Jordan is this clueless. I don't know. That's a good question. I think, I I don't know. I just don't think Jordan's that great of an actress. It does feel when you're watching it, it does feel really real. And I think that maybe all of this has brought up something that maybe is the, is a dynamic that's going on with the, between the girls, which is, is that Jordan is, you know, the alpha twin and that Randy has always gone along with her and that it it's and that she's now at this really strange place where she has to, you know, she's got this husband now, mm-hmm. soon to be husband now, and she has to make better choices for him. The other thing that I wonder about, too, is I wonder if Randy and Derek like like each other, maybe a little more compatible than right. Daniel and Jordan, because Jordan does not seem to want to spend any time with Daniel. Nor at does all. he. He's happy yes. upon his couch. So they're very happy living this separate life. And I think what's interesting is, is that it looks like Derek and Randy, maybe there's something more there or they're trying to or Randy feels this importance to connect and be with Derek and spend time with him. And the more she does that, the more it's glaring to Jordan that her marriage is yeah. Sucky. And Randy said again, she said the same thing last week. And she said again this week, I am going to have to talk to Jordan. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to stand up to her. And it's just really hard. So I guess that's what we're yes. working up to is her. Um, but what I love is in the beginning, you know, Jordan is kind of taking care of Randy because Randy feels sick. And mm-hmm. Randy throws up ac- after she tells us that she had had some, you know, some uh, tequila and some whiskey earlier in the day. <laughs> And uh, oh, is that what I guess I missed that? Is that what? Upset yeah, she was feeling sick. And Jordan's like, well, have you been drinking? And she's like, well, yeah, earlier I had some whiskey and tequila. <laughs> and Jordan's like, oh, well, that's probably what it is. Do you want to throw up? And she's like, yeah, I mean, 
Oh my god. Uh, Anywho, yeah. And also, did we really need to see the puking scene? Did we need to? I was. I just wrote down. Do we need to see this? I know. Is there a point to this? Anyway. Anyway. All okay. Right. So. Let's go to Anna and Lucy. Yeah, this was fascinating, I have who, to say. Or, yeah, so they, they are working at the Casablanca restaurant. It took me a while to get that that was the name of the place. I was like, oh, Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're all ready to, this is their first day of work. Mm-hmm. They got their face shields on. Um, and so they start them out in the kitchen and they are they're immediately concerned because they don't have double of everything. Yes. Like they don't have two of the exact same knives, two of the exact same tea towels, towels two of the exact same bowls. And that the, the chef is just saying, well, just just use, uh, you know, he's like, we'll trade off. And they're like, oh, OK, we'll trade off. I mean, I don't know what was told to this chef, but, yeah. um, you know, uh, it, it was just bizarro. They were trying to cut things and, and they were count, doing their counting. Yes. Cut, <laughs> one of them cuts, you know, slices a cucumber 10 times and then the other one uh, does it 10 times. And they were trying to do all this in the kitchen. And the, the, the sous chef is just looking at them like, what do I do? Why am I here? Like, yeah. what is happening? Well, and that's where I'm like, they had to have, I mean, either they, either the sous chef and the chef there were, you know, saying, oh, we're being filmed. So we need to be nice. Or they were prepped ahead of time because from everything that I've seen in my limited experience of working in the, in the world of restaurants, which is very, very limited. It's not a place where you can be like, oh, hold on a second. No, Let me get a tea no. towel. Like they're being way they're They were being way too accommodating. So which made me think that there's they're in on the joke a little bit. I think it's almost like, you know, give these women some things to do. Maybe not tell them what it's like, but. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the restaurant's not even open. They're just coming in there. They're not really helping. I mean, yeah. it's like, it is set up, but I mean, they went. It is. They they did their thing. And so then they said, well. Why don't we have you come outside and wipe down the tables, <laughs> which wasn't much better because they're doing the wiping. They have to each touch the same table the same number of times. So mm-hmm. they're so they're uh, spraying and then they're wiping and they count like, OK, well, you do 10 times, you wipe 10 times. And then the other one comes over and has to wipe that same place 10 times. So they've been half an hour on this one table. Yeah. <laughs> and then Deb comes over and she's like, <laughs> you guys. I've seen you like uh, spray this table a million times. Like what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. I'm amazed you remember. I forgot her name was Deb. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and and the more, the harder they work, the more painful it is to watch them because they, you know, it's the, something that should be so simple becomes so, so complicated. And because they are trying to rush, they keep forgetting things, which creates more anxiety, Mm -hmm. which makes them rush even more. It's just like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then finally, they have to come to the, you know, realization that if they're going to be at at any, any help at all in the restaurant, they're going to have to do different things. (laughs) So they try carrying a tray to get a tray of coffees together. That doesn't really work. So then... Then they go and they actually, one takes one cup of coffee. Well, because it was the same thing. I think both coffees, are you talking about when they both brought a coffee to the table? Because it was the same thing. So it was the same coffee. Yeah. But one of them, I think at one point, 
one had to bring a coffee and one had to bring something else mm-hmm. and that really threw them off. Yes. And then later at home, when they were reflecting on all of this, <laughs> they, they said, they said, you know, um, we found ourselves, you know, you were carrying a bowl and I was carrying a cup and it's like, wait a minute, we're changing. <laughs> Or like when we're busy, we forget about these little things we have to do. And I thought that was fascinating. I'm like, these things that we have to do, right. they've convinced themselves that they're, they have they're, they're, to do these things. Their routines and their rituals. But the best is that first day where Deb is debriefing and Deb's like, see, you were carrying a plate. She was carrying a <laughs> Right. It's like a progress. <laughs> we're making progress. But later that night, I swear to God, they went home and they're like, oh, my God, you were carrying a bowl and I was carrying a plate. And they, 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 they didn't like that. They said, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> we notice we're changing and we don't want that. Because I feel like I would be so Deb in this situation. Like, hey, look at this. This is I would be feeling so good. Like we're making progress. And then to find out that they're at home going, we can't do this. We can't do this. But they did say and this is the uh, this is their part of the end of episode six, which is they did say that, you know, they've accepted that they have to let go of how rigid they are. They're they're accepting that. I'm like, oh my god, here we are, season two. We're making breakthroughs, Anna and Lucy. But are they? See. Because no, then they don't qu- they backtrack. Then they quit. <laughs> I, I was very hopeful in episode six. Okay. Episode seven, my hopes were dashed. I'm just giving you. I'm, I'm taking okay. on my personal journey of dealing with the two of them. Yeah. No, they slept on it, and they were like, mm. <laughs> it's too much. No, it is too much. Yeah. So, so episode seven is the infamous dentist the yeah tooth. we're back at radiant smiles and anna wonders if she will miss her tooth. <laughs> yes that was the best <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so i mean you know they go through the process you know anna's tooth gets pulled then lucy's tooth gets pulled and um you know they seem okay after that well yeah Anna's, until they until oh the that was day. until they got home yeah Though I have had a tooth pulled and it, trust me, it is not fun. But the other thing is usually they replace the tooth with another tooth. They make a tooth for you and put it in there. So I'm wondering if they're both going to Maybe that's a different process. Well, one is a wisdom tooth, so you're not going to replace that. But yeah, Anna might, well, no, Anna's not going to get the tooth replaced because remember they have to be the same. They both have to be missing a tooth. Yes, I guess so. That's the whole point of this. Um, But yeah, it's not until they get home later tonight. God bless that Ben. Who doesn't seem to have a job? I, I, you know, again, all these people, all these people with all this money and free time, I really have been screwing up. In well, I'm sure he has a job. He's just filming on his, you know, he's making time. To, yes, to film. Well, for but this, he is. He's taking for care this of his paycheck. girls, his, yeah. his women. Well, did um, you notice that when they were laying in the bed, the babies were in the bed? Yes. <laughs> The babies are still with us. No, no, no. But the best is they do. They comment on that. They're like, oh, the babies are here. The babies are here. And with their new toys. Okay. So basically, did the mom get each of the babies a stuffed animal? A teddy bear. A teddy bear? Somebody did. I don't know. So yeah, they're in a bed with two of the dolls and two The matching pink uh, teddy bears. (laughs) But Anna starts to panic because she sees the hole in her mouth. And it really freaks her out. I didn't know if it was just like having this hole in her mouth or if it was the fact that this is so different than Lucy. Well, she started saying that the holes don't match. 
And I'm like, well, how do you really know? I mean, they're still healing their covered. She opened her mouth and it just looked all bloody. And yeah. how do you know the holes don't match? I don't know. But yeah, she started having a panic attack. But then it's pamper night. It's pamper night. And then they get cards and flowers from the Casablanca team, which I thought was very kind, which maybe the producers made them do. But I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But this is what they realize, like, oh, we really like everyone at work. And I do want to say, because we do see some scenes with them, with the customers, mm-hmm. and they people seem to like them. Well, they're, they're very friendly. They're very friendly. And it's funny because this is what Deb says, is she's like, they're great with the customers, like charming and funny and it's entertaining and it's mm-hmm. it's it's all of these things. But they realize that they can't do this ongoing because they're worried about doing different things. You know, one with a glass, one with a plate. It's too much. That was too <laughs> it much. Was, it was too much. The glass and the plate, they went too far. <laughs> Just too far. Yeah. So now we're left to wonder, well, gosh, what's next for Anna and Lucy? <laughs> the restaurant didn't work out. Yeah. The babies didn't <laughs> Well, thank God for that. They're still oh, there, oof. but you know, thank God this is where the babies yeah. are. Yeah, well, and that's end. the thing is that obviously their every episode with them is staged, but it's funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, I do, so but funny. I do think it keeps giving us like glimpses into their psyche yeah. about how they think about things and how they do things, and it, it is it's this resolve that they have, which is this is how we choose to live our lives, and we're not going to compromise for everyone, anyone. Now, it's a very privileged place to be in, yeah. I would like to say. They don't have to work to They eat. don't. Yeah, they don't have to work. They don't have to do this. And so, again, that goes back to if they were, maybe if they had to at some point in their lives, maybe things would be different. I don't know. But they seem content <laughs> in their world. So, yeah. well, they, they're nothing but entertaining. Yes, <laughs> yes. But they are. They're, in the beginning of the show, I really felt... They gave me a lot of anxiety. I was very worried about them. But now after seeing everybody, I feel like, okay, Anna and Lucy, you know, you're the stellar team here. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Christina and Jessica, because this one I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Disturbing, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So the first part of their, uh, I guess this, this would be episode six. So. Jessica is meeting up with John to discuss the birth. It's been two weeks since the double date. Yeah. Just to give everyone some context. John seems really scared. Yes, he does. He seems very nervous. He he feels like he's afraid of being banned from the birth. Mm Because I guess Christina has told him, either you work this out with Jessica or neither one of you are coming. And so, you know, they meet up outside at this, you know, by the lake at this little picnic table. And, you know, they they start out okay. Yeah, I felt very optimistic in the first. I did, too. In the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And you know why? Because I felt like John was being very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I feel like John finally said something that was very real and true that is very um, that is very vulnerable about really what's going on, which is he's he's saying, you know, I want this is the first this is the birth of my first child. I want to be there for it. I want to be the dad, you know, I want to, you know, cut the umbilical, whatever it looks like. He's really scared that if Chris, if Jessica's there, that she's going to sort of take away those moments for him, mm-hmm. the dad moments. And I think that's a very real and true statement. And I think that 
Jess, who's had a child, is being kind of dismissive where this is new for him. And that um, while I don't I think that his arguments later on weren't the best, I do think that um, he really, you know, that fear and panic was there. And he's like, I, you know, I, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And Jessica at first seemed sympathetic to that. But then things really f- fell apart quickly. Yes. And um, because and it came down to this this disagreement they have over what the role of an aunt is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she thinks that the role of an aunt is basically the role of like a second mother. And he thinks the role of an aunt is more like, you know, you, you know, see the kid on their birthday and, you know, holidays and and uh, th- things really fell apart. And then John kind of started to get very immature. Yes. And started saying, I can't remember exactly what he said, but kind of really, oh, he was saying, well, I don't want a relationship with you. I don't have to like you. He calls her a narcissist. Well, yeah, before that, though, he says, um, so just kind of throws in his face that, you know, you're threatened by our twin dynamic Mm -hmm. and which I think he is, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you should throw it in his face. And then John says, you think you deserve all these moments you haven't earned yet. Um, And so because Jessica hasn't earned his respect, John says he doesn't need, he doesn't need Jessica's respect because he's the husband. And that I was like, John, you lost me here because I hate to be the one to tell you this. Each person has to make a decision for themselves about these dynamics, but I hate to tell you, John, but I'm with Jessica. I mean, Jessica shouldn't have thrown it in his face, but it's a little bit of like, yeah, Christina has been married before and Jessica is still here. Like they are twins. They are going to be connected for life that, that family, if, if, if the person has a problem with their family, then that's a different story. But if, if, you have a partner who has this sister that you that you know your partner loves and respects and wants to be mm-hmm. in her life. You can't. You have to either respect that or walk away. Yeah. You know, take it or leave it. Because, yeah, they are not going to change. And I know that John wishes that he was marrying into this clean slate, but he's mm-hmm. not. And, yeah, she, I mean, she, she is right about that. And he can't he can't just be like, well, I want it this way and you have to agree with me and see the see that's the way i see yeah. it or else or else you know then it's just then i'm nothing you exert know? control and and he's very forceful about the fact like i don't feel like i need a relationship with you and it just felt like at that point it just felt like john wants to win mm-hmm. john wants to win this he wants to punish jess and he wants to put her in her place because she was i think because she doubted their relationship and he felt like Jessica did all this stuff to pull them apart and he and his relationship mm-hmm. with Christina, right? So I get the sense that it's it's almost like John now is, ha, I'm the husband, I'm the father well, of this baby. Well, they're not even married yet. What? He said married, married. No, should... she said you're the, your fiance. He's like, well, I ha- but I have a ring. No, they're married. Remember, she made oh, that's Christina right. be a witness. That's right. They are married. Okay. And, and listen, I don't know if, if Jess on purpose <laughs> was trying to like be dismissive but um of the relationship but the thing is is that he he's mad he's mad that jess didn't support the relationship in the beginning and he wants to punish her and this is the one piece of control he has i mean i don't know but this is like this is just stupid this is not how 
You could never survive in a family if you held everything that every single person ever did against them forever. It it just, and and you see families who do that Mm -hmm. and they're miserable. It's like, if you want to be part of this family, you want to let go of the past, you want to move forward. I'm sorry, you have to forgive and forget and, and not forget, but you have to forgive and move on. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, I just felt like his immaturity really showed when he called Jessica a narcissist. I was a little bit like, Uh, he really was acting immature but then she sunk down to his level pretty quickly after that and she started kind of doing some name calling and i forget what she said and then she walks away and then she starts hysterically crying and she says she feels defeated and then and i did feel that moment because i think she really felt like I can't call my sister and tell her that we aren't good. Like, right. this has to be fixed. This has to be solved. She doesn't want her sister under that kind of stress when she's pregnant. And, and so, and then, but she falls to the ground. You're like, okay, Jessica, you're being a little dramatic in this moment in time. Um, and what she did say that I thought was really interesting is she's very worried about being blamed, you know? And right. I felt like, like Jessica seemed very it. sincere in that moment with this desire to want to make her sister happy. And so I I have to give her a lot of credit that she kind of pulled herself together and went back, you know, walked back towards him. And, and then John says that he can forgive her and they share a truce. Yeah. But it's just a truce. It's, it's not like, it's not a permanent, whatever. I, I don't think, I don't know. All these, I'm sorry. All these people, all of these people have something that Christina included have some piece of this puzzle that has to be different because Christina going, you two need to straighten this out and, or neither of you are at the birth. It's a little bit like, yeah, that's, that's okay. That's that's doesn't, not, that doesn't work. Now you've got two panicky people right. who are freaking out. And, um, and again, that whole thing with John and what's an aunt's role and what's this role and that role. It's a little bit of like, John, just because it's your way in your world doesn't mean that it needs to be everybody's way in their world. Mm-hmm. So do I think Christina and Jess are a little close? Hell yeah. Do I think that it's a little much sometimes? Yeah, I do. But I also think that it's not a lot to, you know, for an aunt to want to be part of the birth of their niece or nephew. No, I think John's being very, very immature. He thinks that he can just bully his way through this and get his way. And I'm telling you, he's going to have a miserable marriage and a miserable time because He's marrying the wrong person. Yes. If he thinks that if he wants to have this role where I'm the husband, I'm the father, you do what I, a Cody Brown esque, (laughs) you know, (laughs) style, uh, you're marrying the wrong person. Mm -hmm. You will never, ever, ever have that with with this family. Yes. So it's true. All right. Well, then, of course, neither of them say anything. So now we're on to episode seven, which is was such a bizarre this whole thing was so this and i felt disturbing. for this i felt for this josh i really did yeah so poor josh so you know uh jessica is still on her mission to get pregnant and and oh, the other thing is christina's having that baby in six weeks how in god's yeah, name no not, wonder no wonder work. you were like it has to happen tonight. we have to do it tonight it happens tonight because even if you get pregnant right away it's gonna you're gonna take a little time to figure out that you are pregnant so literally 
the most that you can hope for is four weeks. If that. Yeah. More like the, two more like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most you can hope. So you two, if all of this, you're willing to have a baby with a man you don't know very well and have that child for the rest of your life to have four weeks at the most of being pregnant at the same time. Crazy. I anyway. So the two of them, the Christina and Jessica get together and they're preparing this uh what they call a fertility charcuterie <laughs> they, they, they can't no say one, charcuterie someone no one seems to know how to say charcuterie uh this board that has all this stuff like liver and oysters and disgusting things that are supposed to be good for you know they say they need a river of ejaculation <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of sperm oh, yes this part was funny because this is when they were reiki charging the food <laughs> yeah now i'd like to say that you know i'm I have some woo-woo moments and I like, you know, woo-woo spiritual things. I don't know a lot about Reiki, but I've never heard of Reiki charging. Basically, they're just blessing the food. You're just blessing the food. That's it. Well, people who, if you believe in Reiki, if you can do Reiki on a person and send energy to a person even remotely, you Mm -hmm. know, then I guess you could do it to food. Yeah, I guess so. Just sending energy, fertility energy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, listen, I, I'm not here to judge. So, I mean, well, actually, I am here to judge. Um, <laughs> but listen, whatever you want to do is what you want to do. It's just kind of like, but I, the whole thing is I'm so bothered by it because then we see that apparently Jessica and Christina do this thing. Oh, Christine, this is terrible. Christina, they do this thing where they like turn on their phones and FaceTime They're, each other. They turn on FaceTime and basically eavesdrop on each other's. Yeah. Dates. So poor Josh has no idea that he's being recorded, though there is a camera crew there. But True, he doesn't yeah. know that Christina's getting all doesn't of this know in Christina's real time. Listening. In real time. And he he gets a sense that something's off the minute he walks through that door. Cause I think he looked at that charcuterie board and said, This is disgusting food. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is she doing this? Yeah. And um, so, you know, uh Jessica just cuts to the point and she says um you know that she wants to have a baby like tonight (laughs) and uh josh kind of says how long have we known each other yeah and he's basically saying "Uh, do you think this is normal and she's like yeah you know she's like what is time time is a construct it was something einstein invented i mean she's just (laughs) like going off on you know the no, this is perfectly, what do you mean? This is perfectly normal, perfectly yeah. fine. And here's where I couldn't tell if Josh was just going along with the script mm-hmm. or if he uh, really thinks she's crazy or if he's going to participate in this because he says, I think we should wait. And uh, But then they show the scenes from next week's episode and Jessica's taking a pregnancy test. Yeah, I saw that, but I I also wondered what that was about. Like, I don't know because if he went on to have unprotected sex with Jessica after this, yes, then, then he's a real fool. Then he's an idiot. Yeah, you know that she she flat out told you, you know, this is what I want. This is what I'm doing, and he should have just gone home. Yeah, after that. So, do you I, think that they, if anyone ever listened to our, um? Secrets of Playboy episode that was a long time ago about our Cosby story. Do you think oh, that it's possible? I thought of that. Do you think it's possible that Christine was in a room down the stairs <gasps> that he took off the condom, 
Jessica collects the condoms. Christina's waiting. Christina's waiting in the other room with a syringe and a turkey baster. You know what? A hundred percent. Yeah. I could could, believe all that. That could happen. But, you know, Josh could, you know, but but if that's all caught on camera, Josh could probably sue sue them for that or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. I don't don't know. Josh looked, again, I don't think he's that great of an actor either. He looked very stunned. And I think he was just sort of there trying to assess the situation of like, there's a camera crew here. This woman's asking me this insane question. What should I do? Yeah. You know, but the best is when he says he basically kind of says he says no. And then she's like, wow, I really thought he would go for it. And you're like, (laughs) you really have no idea. Like you are lost. And then just she goes, she grabs the phone. She goes to the bathroom. She wants to get, you know, and Christina actually, I thought, gave him some her some good advice, which is give him some space like you. You've told him. Give him some space. Let go. Yeah. You can't force. So maybe her way of space was, yeah, let's have sex. Yeah. Use a condom. No problem. (laughs) Here, I'm going to take out the trash. Oh, this is really. Yeah. Because I I felt sorry for Josh. But then I also really wondered, like, is he in on this? I don't know. So creepy. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to end with Ashley and V. Oof. This was a lot. This was a roller coaster. I feel like, I mean, this storyline for a long time, I kept thinking like, why are these, these two are, everything is up against them and they kind of keep going and going and going. There's something underlying here that we don't really know about. And there's a lot more of something that's happening. And, and I, I personally, I feel like just my, my uh, therapist two cents, which is, I think that Ashley never dealt with the loss of um, losing her uterus oh, yeah. of the, the fibroid, the like trauma, the trauma yeah. of going in thinking one thing's going to happen right. and then waking up in the another. I think it is a very complicated thing. I think it takes a long time to get over. And I think that what Ashley did was, and she talks about this where she kind of pushed everyone away. I think that she, you know, was at a really low point. And instead of saying, okay, I got to work through this, she was like, oh, I I'll have another baby. Yeah. I can fix this. So this is the way in which I'm going to fix it. Yeah. She she has a lot of trauma and you can just see by the way that she reacts oh, to all yeah. this because, so they go to the doctor, to a fertility doctor and um, Ashley's 35, but she doesn't know her egg situation. Um, so, they uh and i have a note here it says ashley's still very traumatized by the surgery so they look in her um ovary she has like 14 eggs and just one ovary which is good so you know she's she's good on that end but Mm -hmm. v this gets brought up um i'd mentioned this way back i think on like the first episode um so v who's 42 had a heart attack like, did we learn that in the first episode? Well, I know I, um, I had seen it on, I don't know, some, I don't know if it was a podcast or a Facebook page or something where someone had gone to V's, you know, Instagram page and she has on there that she's a heart attack survivor. Mm. So yeah, she confirms that she had a heart attack. She said eight years ago, stress related. Did she say eight years ago or a year ago? No, I, she said, cause I rewound uh, Uh It's eight years ago. So she was only 30, uh, 34. Yeah. I mean, she has a stent and yeah, she had a heart attack on the way to brunch with her daughter. Oh my gosh. That's so young. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that, of course, you know, the, the doctor who's going along with Ashley, like, you know, Ashley was so panicked about the eggs and they find out she has all these eggs and everyone's so happy. And then the minute V talks about this heart attack, the, the doctor's the doctor face just goes, falls. You could, She's just like, you oh, could, shit. Yeah, you could tell that the doctor basically is saying they're not going to approve this. But she did say to, you know, go to your cardiologist and see mm-hmm. what your cardiologist is. But Get a physical. Yeah. What's your health but like But there's today? no way. If you, she yeah. has a stent and she has a cardiologist, there's no way they're going to approve it. And that was when, in that moment in time, I was like, God, every step of the way, every step has been hard. And that's why if you're, a, if I'm a friend of Ashley's, I might say to her, do you, do you think that it's, do you think that the universe is trying to tell you something that every step of the way that this has been difficult, that maybe this isn't the thing to do that you, you that you think this is what? No, because Ashley, she keeps saying, she says, you know, I she said, I already thought of this daughter. I already love this daughter before mm-hmm. she's even made. She's already in her mind, you know, has this yes. picture of this daughter that she's meant to have. And that's stronger than any other evidence. You yes. know, well, and also I I kept thinking, I mean didn't v think that this would be an issue like she didn't think that her medical condition would would be an issue she just thought that i think v had what 10 kids so easily i think that that v just well before she had a heart attack yeah i know but i think v sees herself as a baby making machine i think she felt like ah, that heart attack's not going to do anything Well, and then Ashley uh, finds out when she's at work at a funeral home. Yeah, that was. Did we learn about that before? I, I didn't. I, I don't she remember loves that. The deceased. <laughs> well, she's going to school to be a mortician, mm-hmm. or the mortuary sciences, or whatever um, type of degree. And she works at a funeral home, and she says she really enjoys it. But so she's at work, and she gets this text from the fertility doctor and they basically say that it's going to cost $28,000 just to do one egg retrieval and surrogacy transfer. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like... And there's no guarantee and, that would work. Right. And she's shocked. She's like, well, I had no idea it was that much money. It's like, well, did you do any research? Yeah. Like, you she know, said it would cost something, but she didn't think it would be that much. So we don't even know if what she has. Be one thing if she said, "Oh wow, I I, I did research and I thought it was going to be 15000 and mm-hmm. how do I get the rest of this money? But it's a little bit of like Ashley, did you save up anything? Yeah, because V asked her, well, she says, I don't have, I don't have that. I don't have any, I don't, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, what did you think was just going to be like a 1500 thing you'd just come up with quickly or something? I mean, I don't know, but they seem a little uh, just unprepared, to say the least. So Ashley is trying to process all of this and Ashley just... I think is just sort of talking, right? And so she's just sort of saying like, well, that's it. Maybe I'll just get a dog. She's kind of shutting down. Yeah, she's. this is the beginning of her shutting down, which is, and I think that it's funny because maybe all the way up up till this, it felt like nothing's going to stop me. And there's something about this money that Mm -hmm. stopped her Mm -hmm. instantly. And so she gives up and... And I remember writing down myself going, wait, she's not going to try and raise the money. And then V's on the next line going, wait, you know, you're giving up this quickly. What's going on? And V's pissed. Yeah, she's mad because she's put everything into this for Mm -hmm. her. And she says she feels disrespected by her saying, well, I'll just get a dog. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they meet for lunch and they're talking and 
Ashley shutting down and just kind of being like, oh, whatever, I'm cool. She doesn't really want to talk about it. And V gets upset. She breaks a glass <laughs> and storms out. Yes. yes. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you can see when Ashley, Ashley has a hard time. She just shuts down. She kind of like goes inside of herself and she's looking at the phone and, you know, and she's looking at the phone and then V tries to grab the phone and Ashley's like, I'm not one of your kids. And that just set V off. And V just like, it was almost like her hand just went out and she just smacked that and walked out and, and that's it. It was Mm -hmm. just like, whoa. But Ashley did say, she says, I feel like I'm back where I was when I found out I couldn't have any more children. Because at that time, she said, this is when she cut everyone off. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next week of, I don't know, if that's what happens at the end. You know, does this hurt their relationship, their sisterhood or or what? Or, But I, I did, I was, I guess I was so shocked because we had been watching for so many episodes Ashley go from person to person to person, nobody on her side, nobody there. And it just took a bill for 28,000 to just, oh, okay, this is the thing that's going to derail you, mm-hmm. you know, versus the end of a marriage over here. Or V's mother, health. Yeah, V's health, your mother not being happy about this, like all of it. Yeah. Well, maybe that was just kind of the, that was ta- something very tangible. Yeah. You know, if you have to yeah, come up to 28,000 and fork it over, that's much more tangible than people's approval or disapproval or whatever. Yeah. But, Honestly, if she really wanted this, she should, she should go get a job at a place that will cover it. Cause you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of places cover this now. Uh, I mean, the tech companies do mm, a yeah. lot of my clients. I don't get think it the funeral home. Yeah, does. I know that would mean, <laughs> but yeah, that would mean she'd have to make a yeah. little bit of a career shift, but I, I don't know. Yeah. You could do a GoFundMe. I don't know. I'm just like payments. I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe I understand that she wants to have this child, but like, why don't you adopt or foster, foster a little girl? Oh, well, she's got her mindset on yeah. her own, you know, biological All child. Right. So, well, so we'll be back with whatever the next episode is. Yeah, we don't know when this, um, we, we don't know when the season's going to end. I think it probably has at least two more episodes yeah, to wrap everything up. I feel like up. it's going to have one more, but, but maybe it will be two. Oh, God, maybe they'll go to 10 or something. I don't know. Well, we're we're on seven. So, oh, yeah. Eight, nine, ten. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to we're going to see it through. But also yes. we're um, not quitting. We are not, we are quitting. not quitters. <laughs> also, if you don't already uh, check out our Sister Wives um, episodes that come out on Tuesdays, we are re- we're just sitting here waiting for the next um, season to start. Yes. In the meantime, we are recapping the series from the start. So um, if you're a Sister Wives fan, we are the place to be. Yeah. Earlier this week, uh, we did episodes. Um, what is it? Six and seven of the first season, yeah, which is the wedding. wedding. Yeah. And then we're just going to continue to carry on. We do two um, episodes every week and we'll just go in order and so if you like Sister Wives, check us out on Tuesdays. And um, after we finish Extreme Sisters, we're, I don't know, we're going to 
We're on have to new, something else exciting and better things. So stay tuned. And if you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We really do appreciate it. It helps us. And um, subscribe. What do they say on YouTube? Smash that subscribe button. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what they always say on these these things that my son watched. Smash that subscribe button. All right. Yeah. But yeah. Smash the subscribe button. Tell a friend. Tell five friends. Uh, we do appreciate all of the loves and the downloads and all that good stuff. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. All we'll right. see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com